What up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast. Uh, before we get into the road to WrestleMania with Big D and Geekdom 101, just wanted to mention that if you go to Apple Podcasts, you can search for the Fight Game Podcast. We are also on Stitcher. We're also on Google. We're also on SoundCloud. So give us a, give us a follow on all of those places. Um, subscribe. And if you can, uh, write a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can become more searchable. Uh, also wanted to let everyone know that on this same channel, me and my buddy John LaRocca are doing a podcast called We Want Flair. Now, originally, we, we had a different idea about what we wanted to do with this podcast. We kind of changed it up a little bit. We're doing deep dives into Ric Flair storylines and matches that we remember and that we find really interesting. Um, we're giving you details upon details upon details of what was happening at that time in wrestling, what was going on, what what happened before the match, what happened after the match, if there was anything in the... Uh, in, in the political side of wrestling, uh, as far as the match is concerned. So it's going to be a, a nature boy love affair. Uh, John is one of the biggest flair fans ever. And, uh, but it'll also be very, uh, educational. There'll be a lot of information about those matches. So we want flair should be coming, uh, in the next week or so. Um, we have recorded a test version of that show. It wasn't supposed to be a test version, but it actually, uh, but it turned out to be, um, so we have to, uh, finish, uh, finish recording the first episode and then it'll be up, but you know, we'll probably do that every every month or so, uh, maybe even uh, more than once a month. And uh, usually that one will be live with me and John uh, in, in the the fake studio together. So uh, first one will probably be through the cell phone just because of uh, time constraints. But usually when we do this show, it'll be uh, it'll it'll be live and, and you'll hear us very clearly. Um, the last thing is John and I are also going to try to do more of a weekly fight game podcast uh, that'll be more about news and wrestling and MMA and boxing and uh, just kind of keep us in, you know, keep us sharp on this stuff. So we'll have more content on this podcast feed. Um, and, uh, if you have any feedback, um, you know, you can send it my way, um, in, uh, uh, fight game blog on Twitter. We have a fight game blog, Facebook page. So check us out there. Also fight game blog on Instagram. Um, and here is the podcast road to WrestleMania with big D from geekdom one oh one slash world of geekdom. Give me a hell yeah. I said, give me a hell yeah! And on the cool check-in, center stage on the mic, and we putting it on wax, it's the new style. What up, what up, everybody? This is Double G for the Fight Game Podcast, the collaboration, or as they used to call it in, in, in rap music, the collabo between Fight Game Blog and Geekdom 101 <laughs> on the World of Geekdom YouTube channel as well. Big D, what's up, man? Hey, we got to make up for two weeks worth of uh, wrestling, cause, and these are some big two weeks. So, oh, and and yeah. and there there was stuff that was going on, and we will definitely make it up. Um, first of all, I just want to I just want to acknowledge that uh, I, I am not 
I, I should should not be uh, squeaking in the chair. Uh, I heard some feedback oh. about the chair, so I, I switched out the chair, so I, w- I won't be squeaking like like the first show. And if you haven't listened to the first show, that was kind of like our, our preview show to what we've been doing. I think it's been three years now, the uh, Road to WrestleMania podcast between uh, Big D and I. So, um, yeah, let's just jump right I, into I'm it. I'm pretty sure – I could have sworn we did our first one in like 2010. Like, do, Didn't we do like a little mini – it wasn't like this, but it was like three or four episodes going into it. You know the, the the Facebook gimmick where it, it shows you what you did on this day X number of years ago? Yeah, I, and you don't remember what the hell it was about? <laughs> I, I've seen three years worth of uh, of these podcasts. So I'm assuming it's been three years, but it's quite possible that we did it prior and I, and I just didn't tweet about it or I just didn't write about it on Facebook. So you might be right about that. I just have memories of going back to like 2009 and we did like previews for WrestleMania uh, 25 and shit. I actually – I'm pretty sure we did that. I don't know about every year but I'm pretty sure we did it that year. Did we, we did them weekly leading up to the show? I don't think it was weekly. It was like two or three of them. Like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like this. And, and we – because we used to do the show um, every week anyways back then. Uh well yeah yeah one time yeah yeah that's what I'm saying I think I think we I don't remember bro it's been a long time but don't, don't you I, remember falling asleep on the air one time no I I don't remember falling asleep <laughs> on the air I remember eating Doritos and you got mad at me that was one thing I did I remember that one I ate Doritos on the air and you got mad that I remember I was very unprofessional <laughs> okay so so the first thing I think we need to to talk about and um, this is something that you actually had posted a video about and was the big rumor last week when I was out of town, which was there was a lot of speculation that the John Cena and Undertaker match was off and that instead, and and you weren't the only one to to, uh, mention this. um, But I was the first one. You were the first one. uh, That Rey Mysterio was actually going to um, be John Cena's opponent rather than the Undertaker. Now, um, I don't. I, I didn't listen to uh, to your whole video, but I, I, uh, we. I don't think we knew the reason why. It was just the scuttlebutt, and uh, and according to uh, everything else that I've read, that in fact was false. Um, I, I don't know if it was false all along, or maybe it was just talked about, and it could have been something that that was being talked about. But then Ray hurt his arm, so. Even if they were trying to do that, there there might be something going on there. But since you were the one who had the story, you were the one who first reported it. What uh, what, you know, what happened? What what do you think? Uh, what was going on at that time? No, it definitely was not false. That that is incorrect. It wound up being false because of what happened to Ray Ray. But no, I was told straight up, straight up, that the Undertaker said no to the match. On Monday morning, he said no, like right, like during Raw. There was a lot of rewrites to Raw. He said no. Then the talk was let's negotiate. They were going to negotiate with Ray anyways. I don't know what the deal was going to be. I don't have all the details. They were going to negotiate with Ray, and actually, Paul, our boy Paul, did wind up meeting with Ray on Friday. Um, so I don't know what came out of that. But the plan at one time was to have Ray be the backup. I reported it. Sports Illustrated and Bleacher Report reported it. Um, and then, you know, but it was one of those things where it got weird because then Friday morning they're saying that, okay, well, Taker might still do the match. Basically, he was – the story is that Taker kept changing his mind. So now where we stand um, – Ray hurt himself. I don't know how badly he's hurt, but he's hurt. He tore his bicep or his tricep, so that match is probably not happening. It's probably going to go back to Tinker. Now, I was also told that um, 
they were discussing possibly Samoa Joe, but I was also told right after that probably not because of he's he's not ready yet. So uh, John Cena's roller coaster ride of WrestleMania this year. That's the story. Okay, so he, here's what uh, Big Dave wrote in the Observer last week, which kind of refutes what you're saying. Though it doesn't mean that what you're saying is correct or incorrect. It's just what he believes, which is... No, yeah, he definitely did not agree with me on that. Yeah, for sure. He says, uh, Cena directly brought up The Undertaker, which drew a huge reaction and then said it wasn't happening. This led to stories and speculation from all kinds of places that Rey Mysterio Jr. would face Cena and be on the show. The interview itself, meaning the Cena uh, Cena interview about The Undertaker, was meant to throw people off the scent for a few weeks since the storyline is that Cena will be in a six-way title main event at Fastlane, which he needs to win. I just want to say that's exactly what I said Monday night. I literally – when Cena – and this – okay, so the Taker thing where he canceled out of the match, he told them Monday morning, right? I did not find out until Tuesday morning, but – Monday night when that promo aired, I specifically said, I said, there's no way they would mention Undertaker unless they were doing the match because Vince never talks about doing a match and doesn't deliver on it. Um, uh, You know, like he just wouldn't do it. And I knew they were going to do it to kind of throw people off and say, okay, well, they're going to have some with Cena for a couple weeks till Taker was ready. I knew that. But when I heard that he actually was out, I was like, all right, well, I guess this time they didn't. You know what I mean? So I'm in a weird spot myself because I agree with Dave until the uh, until my guy told me that that's not happening. So, yeah, I agree with that completely because it's true. So the last piece then says and, – and, and, and this is the Observer that was uh, published uh, uh, last, week. last week. Last week. Uh, he says, Cena versus Undertaker is still the Mania plan or at least was at the time Cena did their interview and we've heard nothing different. Um, and then he said that would only uh, – you just talked about the crowd after that. So he believes that they never swayed. You believe that Undertaker is a little wishy-washy on the match. So, you know, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll, I, we'll know, uh, you know, actually what the real story is at some point because this stuff usually does come out. The the only reason why I do believe my guy on this because, well, first of all, he's 95% right every time. But also he showed me text messages like he actually sent me screenshots of texts from people within the company as this was going down, like like actual screenshots of people in the company who like legit. I, I I'm like, all right, like <laughs> and there was there was two or three different people. So it, it could be now what it could be is uh, and this is possible a possibility. It could be WWE is trying to throw off the dirt sheet sense as well because there was another story that came out that Ray wasn't really as hurt as everybody said he was. Um, a case in point, uh, I'll give you a great example, was back in uh, 2008, 10 years ago, there was a rumor that Triple H and Batista was going to headline WrestleMania 24. Not 21, 24. They did headline 21. 24 is was... Um, 24 was Batista against Umaga and Cena, Orton, and uh, Triple H. It was Mania in Orlando, the first one I went to. Um, that was – if you remember what actually happened with that was that WWE had purposely put out that fake story and our buddy Dave Leganis is the one who, 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 who became the leak because what happened was – Alvarez reported that Batista and Triple H was the plan in Figure Four Weekly. Dave didn't report it, and PW Insider did not report it. And then they found out that it was Dave Lagana who had leaked it. I remember that whole thing because they remember the story how they went to Dave's desk and they found a bunch of observers and shit. Do you remember that whole thing? I, I do not. 
Yeah, they found a bunch of like dirt sheets, as as they call them, in his desk at WWE. Um, so that they could be doing where they're putting out like fake stuff. I don't think so because if they are, then they're lying to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. The only reason why the only reason why I believe Big Dave as well, I, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you Big Dave was wrong because he's Big Dave, is because I I assume he actually talked to to Taker, bro. I, I mean, he definitely look. I'm not saying he talked to Taker for certain, but we know he talks to Ray, and I feel like. I, I just based on like you know their history, so I feel like he would have a little bit more insight on that. Yep. Um, so originally, my that was my first instinct too. I was like, oh, this is just WWE trying to uh, you know try, trying to give a false story so that you know again throwing the scent off uh, of the smash. But you know who, what, whatever it is, it so- it does sound like that it, it, they they do expect the Undertaker and John Cena, but you know we still have. Um, what is it? Five weeks until until the big show. So that Fast can change. Is this Sunday, they they could shoot the angle Sunday. I mean, the thing is, look, WWE is purposely doing subversions. People have been fighting with me about this, and they're losing the fight. I've reported first. I told you first. Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss and Oscar versus Charlotte. Yep. I said this. Yep. But geekdom on Raw, they said it was going to be Alexa and Oscar. And I'm like, no, dude, let the storyline play out. But Geekdom, and I'm like, where's the graphic at? Where's the WrestleMania graphic at? Why is there no graphic yet? Why have they not put the graphic up? Why has Asuka not chosen freaking Alexa? Because remember, she has to choose her opponent still. But Geekdom, and it's like, dude, like, they don't blow their load and announce the entire card week one. WWE's never really been that way. They like yeah. to give you like weeks and weeks of buildup. They've never done that. Like I can't remember a WrestleMania ever out of all the 34 that they've had where they've announced the entire card like week one. They always add stuff to the card, even up until the go home show sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. the, the other the other kind of big story uh, of last week um, that we didn't get a chance to talk about was – uh, so, uh, WWE has the elimination chamber, um, and Brock Lesnar was not on that show. It was in Las Vegas, UFC's town, and there were lots of UFC fighters in the front row. And right when that show starts, Dana White tweets out a picture of him and Brock Lesnar with a, with a happy face emoticon. So, and then he said, there's a very, very good chance he comes back or something like that. Right? Yeah. He told, he was on a, a radio show or something where he said that. So from the thing, I th- from, from what I've read and sort of heard and, and gathered, it sounds like, um, the storyline, which it, which it currently is, is, you know, Roman Reigns, um, calling out Brock for being fake and Brock was supposed to be on raw last week and he didn't show up and, you know, people are trying to say, Oh, you know, he's doing it again. You know, he's, he's shooting. This is not, this no. is not fake. But, it's like, dude, how many times do we have to tell him that nothing on TV is a shoot? How many times? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, Brock, Brock has, has no showed before. Uh, and that was probably a shoot. But from what I understand in this case, WWE actually wrote him out of the show on Monday. That's right. Everything Dave said is accurate. They had a plan to do a confrontation. Then somebody in the company said, uh, let's turn this uh, – here, here, here's, here's going on. Here's, I already covered this in a video, but I'll do a quick recap. They're scared that Roman's going to get booed. This is <laughs> – right? Always. This is, now, this – if you remember – because I know we talked about this when it happened. 
This is exactly what happened with Dwayne and John Cena in 2012. They are scared that Cena will get booed out of the building in Miami, which, again, I'm thinking, why would you even book the match in Miami if you knew the Rock was going to get cheered? I mean, come on, the hometown guy, Attitude Era superstar, movie star. They're going to cheer him. They're going to cheer Cena over him. Come on now. So they started having these, um, you know, they started kind of elevating Cena by talking about, you know, Rock, you write your promos on your wrist. And the main thing, the main narrative they're trying to tell is that the Rock's never here. He's always here via satellite because he's bigger in the business. It's the same thing with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. The storyline that they're trying to tell the, 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 the so-called smart marks. What's a smart mark? A mark with a high IQ? So is that... You know, Brock doesn't care about WWE. He doesn't care about you fans. I do, though, because I'm here every week. And it's like I totally understand the psychology. And believe it or not, it worked because I had people hitting me up talking about, you know what? Roman's right. Brock's never here. It's like you just noticed that after five years of this guy being around, you just noticed that now. You just noticed that Brock's a part-timer, which kind of pisses me off. It's like they're literally playing the fans like a fiddle and they're buying it. But I'm okay with it because a good promoter does that, you know? So the storyline is that no, Roman Reigns is not shooting. This is not – he didn't break the script. He didn't get yelled at. He was told to say that because nothing in wrestling on TV is a shoot, bro. There's been maybe what? Four shoots ever in the history of wrestling that are actual shoots, like real ones, like four, like what the screw job, um, Scott Steiner, uh, <laughs> half the time in WCW. Um, what's another one? The uh, spider lady. Spider lady. Yeah. Spider lady. And, uh, I don't know. I forgot the fourth one, but it, it hasn't been very often in Japan. It happened all the time though. The point is that Roman Reigns did not break character, dude. So what do you think? they are doing uh for this for for the match or for you know for roman reigns and brock lesnar again it it doesn't sound like things are going smoothly with them trying to figure out what to do here because of you know there's also a negotiation that is happening at the same time with uh, with brock lesnar and you know the thing that makes me laugh is when people go oh you know Vince probably doesn't even want Brock anymore. I'm like, come on, man. Like Vince, Vince, you know, even if he wasn't Brock Lesnar, just the fact that the UFC wants Brock Lesnar would make Vince want him more. So, you know, if, if you think that, oh, you know, Vince, Vince doesn't want Brock anymore. He doesn't want to get burned and blah, 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 blah. This is just negotiation, man. This is just business. And yeah. of course, Vince, Vince would like Brock. I and, mean, you know, maybe he'd want him to do more dates or, or whatever, you know, they, they have to discuss it, but the, the, the idea that Vince is like, ah, I'm done with this guy. Come on. Come on, man. No, I don't think he is either. I think I think my prediction, and I think it's probably most people's prediction, Brock will do another fight and then he'll come back. You know, his, his deal's too sweet. It'll be good for him to be away too. If he's away for ten months or even a year, and then all of a sudden they you know, the opportunity to bring him back, they love doing those surprise comebacks and you know, catching people off guard and all that stuff. That I mean, it, it will work. It, the fact that he's been around, like you said, for five years or whatever, uh, you know, he hasn't been around every week, so he hasn't really burned himself out. But still, you know, it, it's very formulaic. We know what they're doing when when he wrestles. You know, he's going to come in and throw guys around and and uh, you know, win 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 a tough match. And if he loses, you know, he's gonna he's gonna gonna get a rematch and probably win. So. It's good for him to be away a little bit. Now, I don't know 
what they will do for that sort of, you know, that, that, that belt, that main event, you know, universal title or whatever. But, um, I think, I think it's positive for him to, to go do, get, you know, get that out of his system, go make money with the UFC, comes back a happy guy. He hopefully, if he wins, you know, he comes back a bigger star to WWE. Like that would be great too. It's just funny to me though that Roman's whole thing is well, Brock's the champ, but he's never here, which is you know there's truth to it. But like Hulk Hogan never wrestled on TV in the '80s except for twice a year, like when he was at his absolute peak. Right now, Brock doesn't do as many house shows as Hulk Hogan, so there is that. But I just find it funny that we're complaining about this now when it's always been like that with Brock. It's always like, why is it a problem now? Like, I guess the whole narrative is the fans are tired of this guy only being around for a short amount of time. I I guess that. And I kind of somewhat agree. Like, I'm okay with them having – like, I I somewhat agree in that, um, like, having the champion on TV every week is something that would be – Yo, that'd be fine. I'd be fine with it. I, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't think he's necessary to be there. But um, you know, having the champion wrestle every three months is something that usually you know all Japan would do things like that. But they would also have tag matches. They would have. There would be other things. You know that would. Uh, that they would do in between, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like Misawa would defend the belt three times a year, but he'd have tag matches and non-title matches. You know, Brock's just never there. So I do kind of get it, but it's it's weird because, again, it's like you want to keep him off TV because he you want to keep that, you know, that, that shiny, you know, that you don't want to burn him out. But at the same time, after a while, it does kind of become like, all right, why is this guy never on? So, I, I mean, I get it. It's just – People need to understand this is not a shoot. This is part of, part of the storyline. That's part of the angle. And thank God they didn't do some dumb shit like having Roman say something like, oh, I'm not going to lay down for you at wrestling. Well, they might do that next week for all we know. I'm glad they're not going to do that kind of stuff. But, you know, it makes sense. I think the narrative makes sense. I, I just want people to understand it's not a shoot. That it's all planned out. This is all part of the story. Uh, and – I didn't. I did not really like Paul Heyman's uh, long uh, promo to end Raw on Monday. Uh, I loved. It. It, I loved it. It, 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 mm, it. I think he was trying to draw something out of people at the end of a three-hour show that they just were not willing. Well, to they be were dead, bro. In. Yeah, yeah, they were dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I love what he said though. Um. So. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens there. Um. And you know. If Brock Lesnar can go to the UFC, he's gonna he's gonna make a lot of money. He'll he'll be a bigger star, like I said. And if for what by hook or by crook, if they could get John Jones out of uh, USADA jail, um, they'll probably do the biggest buy rate in the history of the UFC. I don't a liar. S- I don't see that happening. I don't know how it would be possible, but if that fight did happen, it would probably uh, it probably break all uh, break all the records for sure. You you think that would break like McGregor's records? Yeah, I think I think what's is McGregor what about a one six or something like that as far as buy rate? I think I think, I think do more than that. Brock, Brock is also at a one six because UFC one hundred was a one six. Um, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe maybe McGregor's and Nate Diaz was a little bit bigger. I don't remember. Um, well, I know that McGregor and Mayweather. What was that was that three? Yeah, something like that. And, and that and that's why I don't really remember the UFC ones because. When uh, Mayweather and Pacquiao did did that huge number that they did, I was like, okay, like we we don't even really need to count anymore. <laughs> P- people say that that number will never be topped, and it's just funny because 
remember when like De La Hoya Mayweather happened and everybody said that number would never be top? Like, I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying at some point it will. And I think it'll happen in our lifetimes. But it's gonna be it's gonna be hard because they're gonna have to find. We're probably gonna be old men by then, but they're gonna have to find a star like Mayweather and a fight that big. And I think at some point it will be top, but it's gonna be a while. Well, I mean, the biggest fights right now, uh, you know, Golovkin and, and Canelo. You know, they're they're doing okay but they're not really breaking the bank with with that fight that's the biggest fight boxing has right now and they're not going to do Golovkin and Mayweather because number one Floyd ain't going to take that fight number two he outweighs him by how much like yeah I don't that would be a big fight if they did it if Golovkin knocks out freaking Canelo which is probably not happening but if he does there's gonna they're gonna want to do it but the weights is just I I don't know exactly how many pounds but yeah Golovkin would have to come down to like 150 (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. He might lose power. No, but uh, yeah, I, I I do think Brock's going back to UFC. Uh, I think he will fight, and it, it, we'll see what happens from there. I don't think I don't think we've seen the last of him in WWE though. I think if he comes back next year, or the year after, he's not done with WWE because he has admitted that he likes he likes doing you know predetermined wrestling or whatever. So there you go. Yeah, he's a pro wrestler. He came up in it. He grew up in it. He understands it. He's the best businessman you know there is in the game so and he gets paid really well and he gets an easy schedule he doesn't have to be on the road i mean it's that's a sweet freaking deal dude people don't understand how sweet I, people get mad at him and it's like dude he got himself a sweet deal like why do you blame like the businessman for that you know bobby the brain heenan said you should only do it for the money he's right because you don't want to end up in a wheelchair and then be broke like Dynamite Kid, some of these guys, you know? Trying to get them five stars, man. <laughs> right? Six <laughs> stars now. Six stars now. So yeah. from from one uh, from from one UFC fighter to another, Ronda Rousey has now been on Raw um, a couple of times. Um, the crowd has really enjoyed uh, enjoyed her at least this last show she was in the first segment and the crowd was going nuts um, and uh, I, I'm watching it and going it I'm going like okay this is about a C plus but the fans are treating it like it's like it's an A like well, what are your thoughts on what they're doing with her I like it. I really do. I like what they're doing. I love – I actually really like it, dude. Like a lot of people have been saying, no, I love it, dude. I love it. Um, I love how the the whole story was that Kurt cucked down a Triple H, but then oh, – I love it. Like they were bullying Kurt pretty much because what Kurt told Ronda at Elimination Chamber was true in that they were talking shit. Kayfabe, of course, in the kayfabe world, not in the real world. Um, you know, that whole thing. And then I love how Triple H cheap shots Kurt and it's like – it's like I love this is great storytelling. I love how had Triple H never cheap shot at Kurt, none of this would have happened. What happened was God, I love this. Okay, think about the psychology here. Triple H, he's a little dick motherfucker, and I don't mean Paul. I mean like the character of Triple H. He was mad at Kurt for almost ruining that deal, so he cheap shots Kurt. So he's sitting there and he's bullying Kurt Angle business wise. Stephanie's telling him, "Oh, you have a daughter, you have kids, <laughs> blah blah blah." They're bullying him, and Kurt's like, "Okay, I'll go along with it." But the minute that you put your hands on me, dog, that's when Savage Kurt came out, and I love that they waited a week for Savage Kurt from the 96 Olympic Games to come back. And I love how, you know, it's implied that it's not stated, but it was implied that the other Olympian, Ronda, had to kind of give Stella her groove back and Kurt Angle saying, why you let that man slap you? Like, fuck that guy. You're freaking Kurt Angle. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, 
I love it. I love it. Like, I feel like even though Dwayne is a much bigger star and it would have been much more mainstream publicity, I feel like storyline wise, the Kurt Angle Ronda team makes so much more sense. Their history, the way that he's the general manager of Raw, his history with Paul. Because remember, Paul pedigreed him at Survivor Series. And Kurt, you know, he let it slide. Like, all right, you're a bully. I'm going to let you go. But when he put his hands on him again, no, I'm not going to let that one slide. And I love it. I love how Kurt was like, you know what? I'm a man. I love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Rhonda's Samoan drop was a little awkward, but it was fine. I liked it. I I, I can't complain. I can't. I just wonder what they're going to do for the next four weeks. Or you, know, you, know, you know what she called it? She didn't call it a Samoan drop. What she call it? Uh, a standing reverse kata guruma. It's a judo move. Um, oh. And she started tweeting out judo moves like uh, Uranage as well. Um, and, and, that, it's a, and that's it's a, she, it's a Samoan it's a Samoan drop, bro. Come on. Well, I, it, look, I, she she says it's coming from the judo world, and in, in, in WWE, it might be a Samoan drop. But according to her, this is what it is. This is why she chose it. I've watched a handful of judo matches, and I've never seen somebody do a Samoan drop. Unless she's talking about like a reverse grapple takeover, then I guess maybe. But yeah, she's listen. If she's gonna start doing wrestling moves and coming up with wacky names for them, I'm I'm all right with that. I'm okay with it. Joey Styles made a career out of doing that, so I'm okay with it. My my one worry with Kurt, and and I loved his fire too. Um, my one worry with Kurt is that I love Kurt so much. He looks like he hasn't slept in like two weeks like that might be true he he looks like just his eyes his eyes look like they're gone um i'm worried about him getting hurt i'm worried about him you know having to take a a, a little bit of the medicine to to look the part come uh, wrestlemania um I'm, I'm worried about a lot of those things well he did awesome in that uh in that um uh, three versus five match in in october he did great yeah but then he hurt his hamstring for the survivor series match like before it even started yeah, I know. I know. So um, I thought it was—I thought it was a strong way to get the match signed because Ronda was like, "You said I could—I could make my match," and Ronda was like, "Yep, as long as it's not against—it's uh, not a title match or someone who's not on the roster." And she's like, "Okay, me against you." And Steph was like, "No, no, 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 I'm not on the roster." And then Kurt was like, "No, you have a wrestling contract, and plus, I'm the matchmaker." And and then when you know Triple H suckered him and stuff, so then, then they were like, okay, let's let's make a tag. And and I think I think it was a really good way to make that match. The crowd uh, was was pretty fired up for it. But it makes me wonder if they didn't have this Ronda Rousey um, rabbit in their hat. This might be one of like the the weaker WrestleManias from a star power perspective. Uh, because you know there are some good matches like yep. Brock and, and Roman. I think is going to be really good. AJ and Nakamura, you know, won't be New Japan worthy, but it'll if still it's be given re- time. Yeah, mm, if it's even, given time. even if it's a given time, I don't think it'll be as good as that match. But still, it's going to be really good. Um, and, and Cena and Undertaker will be uh, smoke and mirrors, but it's it should be fine for for what you expect. But you know, I, the, this Ronda match it looks like it's the one that is really kind of feeling like WrestleMania where those other matches, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm underrating them, but it, it just felt like without this Ronda thing, like, I don't know if WrestleMania would be, uh, as big as it was, as it has been. No, I mean, that's why they signed her, man. She's a mainstream star. I'm sure that clip was played on sports center. Um, 
that's it. Like this is a this was a great move. We talked about it last time we recorded. This is a great move. Uh, again, they, I'm sure they wish they had Dwayne, but you know he's doing movies. He's doing Die Hard with one leg, so that's not <laughs> happening anytime soon. <laughs> you know it's funny because I, when I saw that trailer Super Bowl, I was like, oh, it's Die Hard with one leg. Then I go on Twitter and everybody said that. I thought I was the creative one here. <laughs> you know, I guess not. But yeah, um, I, I no, I think it's fine. I think I think wrestling wise it might actually be one of the better cards like as far as like in ring because I, I like the card i mean i actually like what they're giving us here you know the three-way with the ic title you know and they might add they might add Strowman to that they might not depending on what happens with the roman thing but i like that match a lot because it's like even though miz not that good of a worker you have seth and finn in there to do a lot of the work like it's good like it's a good card there's still some stuff missing but it's a good card there there might be something else going on with braun um but I'll sort of, I'll, I'll sort of let that play out. Um, but the the other the other thing is is that um, you know I I was I, I'm just kind of wondering where a lot of the SmackDown stuff goes goes onto the card, and we'll talk about me uh, too. We'll talk about we got we we got Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, and Rusev. And I don't know, and they're pretty big stars, and I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, and, Kevin Owens, and, and, and you know we we might as well just talk about it right now. But Fastlane is this weekend, like you mentioned, and we got the six way. And in uh, on a SmackDown on Tuesday night, they actually had they actually had Sami Zayn uh, kick uh, Kevin Owens right in the face and pin him in their impromptu uh, five way five way uh, match. I almost feel like if you're gonna do anything with Zayn and Owens. It would be better if it happened after WrestleMania because you know the after WrestleMania part is is really you know low on on ideas because they build up so much creative for Mania and I feel like if they do Sammy and uh, and Kevin Owens at WrestleMania it'll kind of just be lost in the shuffle. Uh, have you heard anything about what they're going to do with that program come WrestleMania? Which I'm sure you know I, we'll see more uh, on Sunday. I'm sure it's going to be a big part of Sunday. I haven't heard anything, dude. And that's the thing is, if I did hear about it, I probably would have told you. Uh, that's because uh, I agree with you. There's a lot of, I don't know what they're gonna do with SmackDown. Because I, what I thought they were gonna do, I thought they were gonna do like a multi-man U.S. title match, like Bobby Roode versus Jinder versus Rusev versus Randy Orton versus Dolph Ziggler, like mix it up like that. And now I'm not really sure anymore. Now I did hear one thing. I heard they're gonna try and make the Andre Battle Royal a little bit more special this year because of their Andre documentary coming out yep. or movie or whatever. So they might put some big stars in that. They might have Strowman in that. They might have Randy Orton in that. I don't know, but uh, it is interesting that they have so many stars that aren't really they don't have any direction right now and they still got four weeks so i mean whatever after fast lane but i just you know what i'm saying i just wonder like i'm, I'm in the same boat as you i don't know because i feel like if they're gonna do sammy Zayn and kevin owens again it's got to be something they've never done before some kind of new stipulation or something because they've already had that match like if you count their indie feud you know they've had a million matches and it's like there has to be something different i don't know if they'll do it though because i mean then like how much time is this show gonna again another seven hour show i don't know <laughs> yeah but uh, you know may maybe Maybe they. Like get, what's Randy gonna do? You know. Yeah, maybe they get back together, and and then maybe they they hold off the turn for you know the summer where you can actually make it important. I, I just I just look at the I just look at the show, and I'm like, okay, you know, a, a top the the top level, you know, uh, main uh, uh, SmackDown program, and and you're gonna do a match between these guys and it's going to be like seventh from the top. Like you, you need, you need it to yeah. be a little bit more special. The other yeah. thing is 
Like they keep teasing the Shane and Daniel Bryan thing. And we, yeah, I was going to say that. And we obviously know they're not going to wrestle, right? Daniel Bryan's not going to wrestle at WrestleMania. What, what do you do with Shane? Do do you, do you know, they, they've had Shane wrestle at the previous two WrestleManias. He, he's wrestled on pay-per-view, uh, again in the hell in the cell. Um, like I, I, I imagine that maybe it's 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 going to be him and and uh, and Sammy or something or him and Kevin again or I don't know something like that where you they can actually you know make it a little bit more spectacle and we can save the the Sammy and Kevin match. I would leave him off the card this year. Um, that's just something I would do. But I agree with you that that's an unfinished storyline. The the day and I feel like. Because this has been building since like September, it is a WrestleMania feud. It's a WrestleMania program. I don't know. Like I, it's it's very strange. It's very very strange where they're going with it. Like I, I SmackDown seems very directionless. Do they stick them in? Do they stick Shane the Andre Battle Royal? Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And and you've also got like I mean the women like you know they're gonna have like, you know like I said Charlotte and Oscar is gonna be at the big SmackDown title match, but. You know, where's Becky? Where's like Naomi? The fa- are they just the, gonna? The fa- are they doing a- the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal for the women? There you go, bro. Just that, give them everything. I, I can't take that one. That that one was uh, that. That's a Larocco one, but but that that one popped me, so I had to say it. Um, right. The uh, so quickly that this card. So we have the the six way for the for the title it's built all around john cena not having a road to wrestlemania which is kind of funny but um aj john uh, kevin owen Sami Zayn, baron corbin dolph ziggler the way that they do these multi-man matches it's going to be a good match it'll be booked really well it'll be one one laid fall out to a very finish. well one fall to a finish we gotta tell them that do do you think the undertaker possibly pops up on this show um, I don't think he'll pop on this show. I think he'll pop on Raw, but I do think that Asuka will appear on this show, and th- this is where they're going to book the her challenging Charlotte when she beats Ruby Riot. Okay, that was going to be my second question. Yep. And so uh, Flair against Ruby Ruby Riot for the SmackDown Women's Title. So uh, f- I, I, you know, f- I think Charlotte should should look pretty impressive. I don't think she should just you know squash Ruby Riot, but. The, you know the goal is to is to to put her at, at, at a different level, and uh, having Oscar challenge her I think would be awesome. It'd be a nice moment. You get that Raw and SmackDown kind of synergy where they're going to start doing that anyways because they're going to do away with the uh, with the brand specific pay per views. So that that'll be a little special. Um, the, the, you know Ruby Riot looks just like Matt Sarah. <laughs> oh, bro, that's not nice. Uh, hey, I like Matt Sarah, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. you, you, you mentioned, uh, uh, Randall Orton, uh, he faces Bobby Roode in a match that could either be like pretty darn good technical wrestling match or just two guys who are just being lazy off their ass. That's right. That's exactly what I was thinking. And I have a weird feeling gender might get involved. I hope they don't fuck us and have gender come in and went and like beat up Bobby Roode, get a DQ or something. I don't want to see that, but, uh, I can't pick a winner here because logic would tell you that Randy's the bigger star and he should go into Mania with the U.S. title. But Bobby Roode getting his legs cut off now is a bad idea, dude. I, but I don't know if Bobby Roode should beat Randy Orton this early. I feel like, like Roode like is flat, though. Do you, do you feel like he's – Yes. Yes, he is. This is one – I hate to say it because I like Bobby Roode. Let's be real, though. This is one of those – it worked in NXT – doesn't work on the main roster I, just like adam rose like I, i'm not saying he's a bad i love bobby root i've been a fan of his for years 
the gimmick glorious as a baby face. It just doesn't fit. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, – I don't know, dude. I can't pick a winner here because mostly because I don't care. But really, it's like – I would have preferred if they did this match at Mania as like the opener. Like Bobby Roode, Randy Orton, and Bobby Roode gets a big win over him um, if they really want to go in that direction. But – I don't know. It's, you're right. He is flat. It's not working out for me right now. And I like Bobby Roode. So these guys have had uh, a few matches this year that have been really good. Usos against against New Day. Um, I'm excited th- that, for that, that That should be pretty darn fun. Um, that, they should do that match at Mania, but I feel like all the other matches they've already done are so good. It's like, yeah. you know, another four-way. And then uh, they created uh, Nakamura against Rusev. Uh, I popped when Nakamura did his uh, Aiden English impression. <laughs> Um, and right. then, uh, Nakamura's going to win that one because yeah. they get momentum. Oh, that's yeah, your little, sure. yeah, that's like your little February. Um, they've done this before, like back in the day, like the February pay-per-view victory for the rumble winner thing. They've done, they've done that before. Uh, and, and that's one thing I will say is Rusev needs to be a baby face. I think that him and Bobby should flip roles and have Bobby be a heel and Rusev be a baby face. Cause I, he's just way, way over right now with the crowd. And I hate when I just can't stand when this company has somebody who's over and they don't do the right thing with him. I can't stand it. Cause they're, they don't want him to be over. They're like, come on, bro. Eat that. Know dude. your role. Know your role I, and shut your mouth. I hate that shit, bro. <laughs> I, and they've done it for so many years now. It's just annoying to me. Um, and then uh, there's a women's tag team match. Uh, Becky Lynch and Naomi against uh, Natalia and Carmella. Just sort of a their tag team match. Get some people on the card. But, I mean, from a... No Bojo Raleigh on this card, which <laughs> makes me happy. But but from a uh, from an actual... Like, imagine if you tried to sell this as, like, an old-school WWE pay-per-view. Like, oof, this is, this is doing, you know, ECW... Uh, the, the, the ECW cage match buys, man. No, you're talking about December to December? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, you've got a main event with Baron Corbin in it, bro, <laughs> and Dolph Ziggler. I mean, I come on, dude. I like, know. I just don't see what they see in Corbin. And I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not Triple H or Vince, bro, but I just don't see it. I, he's not you a good like, promo. You don't, you don't like your mental? Pause. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not answering that, but <laughs> I don't, he has, he's not that good. He just, he comes off like, he reminds me of like – remember like Kevin Thorne, like Mordecai? Like, mm-hmm. He rem- reminds me of all those guys from that era. Yeah, all those guys who were like – I guess they're OK, but I feel like those guys, no disrespect, in like another era would have just been job guys. Like I feel like Corbin, if he uh, – Corbin or like um, Kevin Thorne, if they were around during the Monday Night War or like the 80s era, they would just be job guys. I just don't see them getting pushes. Even though they're tall, like I just don't see it. So I just don't know what they see in that dude. I know he's a legitimate athlete. I know all that stuff. I get it. He just has no charisma to me, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even really like him in NXT. So uh, he, he's, he and Ziggler are, are both very close to change the channel heat with me. And, and Ziggler, you know, I know a lot of people really like Ziggler. Um, but he's, he's probably, I hate to say it, dude, I'm going to get shit for this, but he's probably the most overrated wrestler in the company. Yeah. He's a good wrestler. He, he does good bumps. So do a lot of jobbers. I keep saying that he's just, I don't, I think at at this point in his career, you know, Dave's talked about this. He needs to move on. He's got to go to Japan, go do some Lucha. He, he's just, he's spinning his wheels. He's like Carlito was in like 2010, you know, where he's just there like doing nothing. But uh, supposedly he's getting paid a lot of money. 
Like he's one. He's doing that whole Brian Pillman highest paid jobber gimmick thing. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> yeah, he's getting paid a lot. He re-signed because he was getting paid a lot. So you know what? More power to him. That's why all also, these guys do it. They, yeah, there's a rumor, right? Yeah, well, I was gonna bring this up that Alberto also got that sweet deal where he got paid a shitload of money and didn't do didn't do anything with him. And the rumors that he might come back now. I know. I know. He wants it with Paige. <laughs> oh, that'll work out great. Uh, man, if I if I'm Paige, I'm like. Keep me away from that dude. No, if I'm Alberto, I'm gonna keep you away from that chick, bro. We're gonna go both ways on this one. Yeah, no, to- hey, both both ways, totally. Um, that is toxic, bro. But if I if I'm Mandy Rose, I also say keep me away from that dude. <laughs> well, I, I, I wouldn't mind being away from Mandy Rose. Well, is she is, isn't she dating? Uh, didn't she date? Wasn't Mandy Rose the one that fucked around with Enzo? I don't know. Is that her? No, I no, I think it was. Um, I think it was the other blonde. Carmella. No, from SmackDown. I thought it was Carmella who fucked around with him. Talk about Sarah Logan? No. No, not Sarah Logan. Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. I think it was Liv. I don't know these chicks, bro. I don't care. Sarah Logan. Sarah Logan is married to one of the the tag team they just signed, those big guys. Uh, yeah, the, the, the ROH guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, Liv Morgan's real name is Giona Daddio. So I could see her fitting in with, uh, with, with Enzo pretty well. Unless of course those, those allegations are true, in which case nobody fits in with him. So that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we can, I, I totally forgot about that guy. So they, they kept him off TV and it's just nothing. You don't hear anything about him. I'm so glad he's gone. I mean, obviously, if, if what he did is true, it's horrific, but I'm glad he's gone. I, I don't miss him. Um, okay, quickly, uh, this wasn't really on my mind, but something that you said made me think about it, because uh, we I don't think we talked about it last time, but um, the Fox rumors, WWE, uh, Raw, and SmackDown to Fox, what, what do you think about that, and have you heard anything? I actually reported on that in January, because I'm good. No, um, uh, there is legit talk that Vince may want to sell at some point. I'm not saying tomorrow and I'm not saying next year, but at some point he might want to sell the entire company to Fox and or Disney. But the rumor that you're talking about is about raw being moved to Fox. And I think Dave talked about it too for a while. I think the talk is that it's a possibility, but it's too early to talk about. That's what I had heard. Right. Um, I, I mean, I don't know that maybe that deal is still a, a ways from, from being, uh, from being up. But I, I think the thing that's intriguing to me is putting raw on the broadcast version of Fox. We're not talking about FS1. We're talking about big Fox, you know, putting that TV show Monday night, eight to 10 or nine to 11 or whatever, whatever the time would be cutting back to two hours. Like that's kind of big dude. Like imagine, like think, think, you know, think of, you know, could NBC or ABC or CBS putting Monday Night Raw in a regular time, you know, in a regular prime time time slot on Monday? That that that, that would be big. And that's also not cable. That that would would that not be like network television? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, I, it is big. It's huge. I just. I don't know, man. I mean, uh, there's so many things going on behind the scenes now, like with the XFL coming back and whatever happened to that whole thing where they were going to remember how we heard about 12 years ago, they were going to expand out and do like WWE, Europe, WWE, Japan, WWE, Africa. We got the Europe and we got that for, it it wasn't even 12 years ago. It was like, gosh, it was like, uh, I want to say even less than that. 
Yeah, well, I thought it was like 06, but I remember that was the talk. They were going to expand out to different territories. And we're, I don't know, man. This, I don't know. I can't even give a prediction on this because it's freaking XFL. And, and I don't know. All I know is that there was legitimate discussion about selling, which I would have never believed it. But Vince is getting up there in age and maybe he doesn't trust his daughter. I have no idea. I don't know. Well, I mean, if, if, if he, the only, I think the way that you would sell is if, the value of the company is at a much higher rate than what you believe it should be. Like if, if you're Vince and you're like, wow, we're like, you know, we're overvalued. Maybe it is time to sell because, you know, something's going to happen and the, and the price is going to go down and we won't have that chance. You know, I think I think that would be uh, one of the reasons to do that. But um, I mean, because, you know, they are valued very high right now. And, and a lot of it is 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 kind of uh, smoke and mirrors in of itself like you know the the raw ratings are down uh we know that um attendance li- live attendance is down the wwe network is um is stat like static they're, they're they're not growing so what makes people believe on uh you know, on, on Wall Street that this company is actually a mover and a shaker. That's ra- why Ronda's signing was so big. Yeah, that yeah, of course. But it's just it's all about the possible growth and people think that the, the, the possible growth is there for this company to, to become, you know, even bigger than it is. It, it's so funny to me because, you know, the UFC, uh, their ability to make stars um, now, not not necessarily hold on to the stars because you know the outcomes are real. But I mean, you 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 compare them in the last five years, the stars that they made versus stars that WWE made. There, where, where's the Connor and Ronda uh, for WWE in the last five years? There isn't one. They, they've been trying with Roman, and it's just not working out. You know, they they constantly have to go back to stars from the '90s because the you know or John, the 2000s. John Cena. And yeah, John Cena. yeah, yeah, John Cena from the two thousands. But yeah, Ray Ray, another one they want to, you know, because he, I mean, he got a pop, bro, and he sold merch. Jeff Hardy, you know, yeah, no, for sure. But but it's just like you know, the other, the I think the other thing that 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 people really like about WWE is they, you know, they they cut costs and and they go bare bones sometimes. Like they don't even do pyro anymore. Like yeah. the, you know, their their ability to make their books look. Uh, look good in, in that sense is is, is strong and, and and yeah sure you know the, but the growth they, they they believe in the growth and I look at it and I go okay well maybe the UFC is on a little bit of a of a downswing right now because of issues but man I really believe in in, in Dana White's abil- you know ability to to make stars as well as the matchmaking you know maybe may, maybe not today with the matchmaking it hasn't been as good but again you know it, 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 they're just in a little bit of a lull so I don't know I I I think I think you know. Vince is 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 doing a pretty good job at making things look better than they are, and more power to him. Like you know, the the WWE is worth a lot of money right now, and their stock is doing really great. So, um, yeah, I, I would love to see them go to Fox, by the way, because if only for selfish reasons, so they would cut back to two hours again, because these three yeah. hour raws are crazy. I just think that and we could do a whole show on this. I just think that. Um the secret – and again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I know everything, but I think the secret to the business as far as getting more people involved uh, you know, and, and you know, getting more eyeballs on it is – I mean cutting back two hours would make things a lot better. But I also think 
they have to tell better stories, dude. And I think that they've done a really good job of getting some new guys over last year. We got Samoa Joe. We got Braun Strowman, which is a great work. Elias is really working out pretty well for them. Like, you know, they've also screwed up with guys like Baron Corbin, but he had no charisma anyways. You know, there's dudes that, you know, it's working out for him. But um, I just think they have to come up with ways of writing storylines that are sort of like what, what the hot TV shows were doing for the past few years. Good cliffhangers, you know, that actually, you know, like they've been doing a good job lately. Like the way that Roman cut that promo on Raw about, you know, next week me and Brock face to face, like that's good stuff. That's old school Bill Watts style. And they got to do more stuff like that. You know, um, they should do that because it's like. But the three hours thing is definitely a problem. It's just it's too much, bro. It's too. And have you noticed that they've been doing really long segments? Like, have you noticed that Elias segment went on forever? Like, their segments now, like they had the 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 two hour match or almost two hour match. Then they had that really long Cena Gold Dust promo, right? The the following week, <laughs> that was long. Like, they're it's almost like they're they're booking two hour shows but stretching them out. That's what it feels like. Yeah. No, it does. It definitely does. Um, okay, so uh, I want I want to end the podcast uh, with uh, an update on uh, on our WrestleMania weekend festivities. But before that, just because this has been in the news, it's not really WrestleMania related. But what did you think about the um, the announcement of uh, the All In show in September in Chicago? Uh, you know, these guys, these indie guys, Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, they're trying to run an 11,000 seat building. Uh, what do you, do, do you feel that it's a, like a hot thing? Do you think it's, it's something of value or are people who, who want to see this succeed, uh, overblowing it a little bit? I think it'll be. I think they can. I think they can probably easily get like four or five thousand. I think they could. I really think with the internet now and the way that the business is, they could probably get four or five thousand. Um, it's going to depend on whether or not they can get somebody big. Like I know that the two big kind of rumors are, they want to get Punk and they want to get Brian. Now Brian, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, he's signed to WWE. I think through August, so it's right before the show, and they might not have time to promote him. And then they also have the whole Punk thing, but I believe Punk's fighting again. So if they can get CM Punk and they advertise it as the return of CM Punk, I could see them doing seven, 8,000. But like Dave said, like it's, it's been talked about, WWE can't even do that sometimes, like for Raws and whatnot. So they're going to have to come up with some kind of match, some kind of match that's like unprecedented. I think Punk coming out of retirement is huge. That's a big one. That is a – that could sell you 10,000 seats. Um Daniel Bryan against like Okada or Kenny Omega, that too. They probably want to get Jericho involved. They're probably going to try and do like an international thing, like, you know, like the the Enoki Peace Festival where they're going to have like, you know, like a lucha match and things like that. Um, it's just going to be tricky, dude, because think about this one, okay? TNA. TNA had a lot of stars. I think people forget. TNA had Hulk Hogan, who is still a big star no matter what at one time. They had Sting. They had Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, uh, and the list goes on, right? All under one roof, and they couldn't even get 10,000 people. So, And they had national television. I don't know, man. I My prediction is that they'll probably sell about 4,000 seats immediately, like you said. And then I think they're going to save something for up their sleeve to get them to that seven, eight level. Um, I mean, I, I hope that they get to 10. That, that would be great. Me too. 
That'd but, be great uh, for the business. But I, but I don't think they would have booked this show if they didn't think that they have something up their sleeve that's going to push that that number. And I, th- I think I'm going too. I think I'm going to go to that show in Chicago. I, I consider I consider going too. Actually, if I wasn't, I'm taking a trip to New Orleans for Mania, and I'm going to Mexico. I'm going to Texas in May to host a convention. I'm going to Mexico in July, and I'm probably going to Japan in December. So that's another trip, and I don't. I hate flying, and I hate taking trips. But I'm not gonna lie; cross my mind to go to that because it, it seems you, like. Where are you, what are you doing in Mexico? Uh, a friend of mine's. Uh, uh, a friend of mine. A friend of mine's getting married, and they're doing it in Mexico. So, like, like in Cabo, or like in like Mexico City. No, like Cancun, like the nice. Oh yeah, area. yeah, yeah, okay, okay. You know, like and a desti- like a destination wedding. Yeah, destination wedding. Yeah, I kind of wish it wasn't in Mexico, but whatever. I've never been. I'll enjoy myself. But the point is that yeah, yeah. Um, take the that's like a that's like a anniversary f- trip for you and the wifey too. Well, yeah, but I'm. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> we'll see what happens. It's just one of those things where it's a lot of. Uh, it's it's just a lot of trip. I hate flying, dude. I hate flying. But yeah, we'll see. But I would love to go to that show too. You know, I we'll see. We'll see. I, I guess New Japan would have to be involved, right? It would have to be like it would have to be like a New Japan Ring of Honor like PWG combo thing. In order, you know, they could I, do stuff. I mean, like that. I, I don't know. I, I kind of wonder because uh, if you it, uh, the, there, there was a great article on the Ringer um, about Cody, uh, re- really good piece, and from that article, it sounds like. They don't really want to use ROH uh, to, to to help them with the show, which would then mean to me that they probably don't also don't want to use New Japan, and they kind of want to do things on their own, which makes it a little bit, uh, I, I would say, more cost effective. But then again, they're the ones who want to foot the bill. Um, so it, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens, but it it sounds to me like. Um, they kind of want to do this thing on their own. So that, that's why I think that there's got to be something up their sleeve for, for uh, you know, to, to, to drive the, the, uh, the tickets sales. I, I just the feel like they're doing it in Chicago and, it's, and CM Punk might be available. They got to try and get Punk. They got to try. Do you watch it. the Being the Elite shows? Um, no. I only hear about them. I don't watch them. So, no, I, I don't watch them. I don't yeah. I mean, I think I think people were going to be watching those pretty closely because they like to tease stuff out in the in those shows, and they're and they're pretty entertaining for what they are. Let Let me see real quick who gets more more views a month, me or the Young Bucks here. I'm gonna <laughs> no, I gotta see. I gotta see here. All right, Young. I'm doing it right here on the air. All right, Young Bucks being the elite. Being the elite. That's the channel. Oh, poor Young Bucks. One point three million views a month. Let's go to Geek the One Hundred One. 14.7 million. So, uh, so let's just – all right. So Matt and, and Nick or Stephanie, whatever their name is, look, I will sell you ad space on Geekdom 101, $1,100 for a 30-second ad if you want promotion. I'm saying it right here on the air because I know they're listening. I got 15 million views a month. I can get you some promotion. Okay, but, but if you um, – how many, how many videos do you do a week? Uh, like seven. I mean, if you average it out, you guys are probably doing similar similar views per video. They just they're just not updating. Mm, let's we we can we can we can we can figure that out quickly. Let's see. Their newest video is that okay? Yeah, they do have some pretty good views. 
Yeah, they, they do about what I do. You're right. You're actually right. You're actually right. They do. They actually do right around what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and not you know, not to uh, not to temper what you do or anything. I, I just I just knew that from a from a daily from a daily view, you're definitely beating them, but because you just have more content. No, but you're right. They 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 have a couple of videos that didn't do so well, but in, in general, yeah, they do about 171k, 200k. But actually, this is a little. The 200k video was a week ago, so listen, I'm more popular than they are, bro. That's the bottom line. <laughs> right? Enough of the, enough of this water, enough of this watering shit down. I am, but you know what? They're probably gonna make more money than I will on this 10,000 seat arena show, so that's good. And, and I just looked at uh, up, up, down, down, and you, you, both of you guys are beating the pants off of that channel. We are. We are the last. The last. Uh, it looks like about. I don't know. Fine. Uh, let's see. Well, according to my stats here, he's got 5.7 million views a month, which I am beating him, but the Bucks aren't. However, he has more subscribers than I do, oh, he which does. is fine. He's oh, he has way more. No, uh, uh, Xavier has 1.5 million subscribers, roughly. I've only got half a million, but that you're right. The views aren't as big. So hey, it's all good, though. I would love to be on Up, Up, Down, Down. Maybe yeah. I will one day. He's, he's supposed to be coming to the convention in May, so we'll see. Oh, really? Yeah. What a, what a, what a, what an interesting week, too. So we find out that your boy, Michael B. Jordan, is a fan of Dragon Ball. Did you see that? I did not. You didn't see the freaking – you didn't see that? So somebody found a tweet from Michael B. Jordan from 2011 – where he's asking for, and this is kind of funny, he's asking a pirating manga website where the new chapter is for Naruto. He is an anime fan. And then right after he rep- right after it was reported that he was an anime fan, specifically Dragon Ball and Naruto, Kim Kardashian comes out and says that she's also an anime fan, which is like, <laughs> all right, okay. But yeah, that I thought you had seen that. Michael B. Jordan is a Dragon Ball fan. Like he, he There's tweets of him tweeting about it from like seven years ago. That's my guy. That is your guy. All right. So um, before we get to the last thing, I just I just want to proclaim it here so that uh, it, 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 so that it is said. But on uh, on my other or same channel, but on my other podcast, the Balso Hard Podcast, I want to do the seven deep dives into Rocky through Creed prior to Creed two coming out in November. Are you in? I'm in, but uh, I didn't even know it was coming out in November. I thought it was coming out next year. I think it's coming out in November. All right. I'm in. All right. I'm so, sure so, that'd be a problem. So, as long as we have to put them on here, too. Put them on World of Geek them as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, We can do the same thing. <laughs> Collaboration. Um, okay, I still so, want to talk about Last Jedi, bro, but that'll be another debate <laughs> with freaking LaRocca. <laughs> I think LaRocca may be in, um, so we'll have to talk about that off air. He, I think he's interested. I'm going to ask him if he's going to book freaking Jeff Cobb to no-show an event because he's you know worried that – he, it's his nephew and whatever. You know. <laughs> let's let's book Jr. Kratos to drink milk out of a titty, bro. Let's see if he'll do that. <laughs> I'm sure. That. I'm sure. I'm sure he'd be in. Um, all right. Last thing. So uh, we're both going to be in in uh, New Orleans. I, I'm only going to be there a couple days. I don't know what your schedule is. But did you finally did you finally buy your ticket? I have my ticket. I got my ticket. Yep. I am. I am going. What so. row? What row are we sitting in? Fifth row ringside are you on the hard cam 
No, I'm on I'm on the same side as the hard cam. Okay. So you will not be seeing me on camera, but hey, it's a once in a lifetime thing, bro. It wasn't cheap, but I might never get this chance again. And I'm sitting with, you know, NFL superstar Mike Daniels. So it's gonna be a fun time. I even go to the back. I mean, who knows? He was at Green Bay last night for SmackDown. Oh yeah? Yeah. So uh yeah, and Vinny Curry will be there too from the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles. So it'll be a fun time. So I th- I think you should go to at least one of these other indie shows. Like why? Because I just want to eat. I know, I know, but you but there's going to be like so much good wrestling that weekend. And I know you said I already did it, you know, I've already done that whole thing before, but there's so much good wrestling that weekend. You can't just go to the one WWE show and call it quits. I don't know what I'm doing that weekend. You got you got to do something. You got to do you got to do nerdy in, indie pro wrestling. I'm doing like I'm going to like three pro wrestling shows on Friday. And yet you're not going to Mania, which is weird. I'm not going okay. to Mania. That's weird. Um, and, uh, and, and I mean, I'm going to eat, bro. I'm going there to eat. And I'm going. I'm going to Wally Mania Thursday night, and then the pro wrestler, uh, the Wrestling Observer Figure Four uh, live mailbag on uh, on Friday. Are, you, are you going? Are you going to the breakfast or whatever with them, or the the, the lunch or whatever with them? No, because I think I'm gone by then. That's too bad because that restaurant is amazing. We went in uh, for thirty. The Tale of Two Sisters, amazing. Well, I just just think about it. I, I, I mean. There's going to be a show where Alan, myself, and Doohan are both going to be there. Or, I mean, all three of us are going to be there. Um, and, uh, and Sarah, I think, as well. Alan's a uh, Alan's, uh, uh, better half. My so favorite. we have to all be in the same building at once and at least take a picture. That has we'll to see. I got to figure out what day I'm going, bro. What, day, what time are you leaving? So, uh, Saturday morning. Shit, you're leaving Saturday morning and not Sunday morning? No, because we got to watch – because we got to do – I might be flying in Saturday morning, dude. Uh, you're uh, only staying one day? I'm staying till Monday. Days, two days. Staying till Monday, yeah. All right. Well, so, well, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But, you know, Alan and Duan and, and those guys, um, I think they're probably getting in either Wednesday are you, night. Are you Thursday going morning. to New York? For next year, who knows? I can't. I don't I can't, think I will. I can't think that far in advance. No, I, I just I don't know. I want to go to New York, bro. New York, New York's fun as hell. I've been there, but I don't ever want to go back. Like, I, like I, it's it's fun to visit, but I don't ever want to live there. Like, I, I I don't know. We'll see. What what match could they do that would draw me? I don't know. In New York? Yeah, it's gonna depend on the card. Because let me tell you, that Cena Rock match. Not very good. <laughs> I hate that match. I still hate that match. <laughs> I hate that fucking match. The first one was good. The second one was trash. Well, because of course the the according- thirty for thirty the, the thirty for thirty episode was six hours long because Draven got <laughs> shit faced drunk and cut a promo on racism <laughs> and wrestling for like thirty minutes. That was the most drunk he's ever been on the air, and on Alberto being buried. And then and then that was a great show because. For the first half of the of the our breakdown of Rock versus Cena, I'm trashing the match and he's defending it. And then literally halfway through, he's like, "You know what? I changed my mind. Fuck that match." And he went into <laughs> this huge promo about like why the match sucked, like repeating what I just said. So good times. I actually I did get uh, a question about 
where someone could find the uh, WrestleMania 30 for 30s. So there's a major still asking about them. There's a major problem going on with TalkShoe right now that I have to resolve because all of my shows are gone. Oh, jeez. I have backups of like most of them, but not all of them, and I, and they have not gotten back to me. It's beginning to piss me off, like big time. Like, I'm not gonna get into it right now, but there's a lot of stuff like throughout the years that I have on there that's gone, like literally gone. Even when you, old- even when you guys are like crank calling hookers and stuff. No, that stuff. I mean, that stuff is 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 on Blog Talk. Oh, okay. Not on Talk Shoe. The the site that Ed still uses for some reason, but all right. <laughs> I don't know why anybody would use it considering that we now have YouTube streaming, which is free, but whatever. I don't know, man. You got to tell them. Um, okay, so uh, so that's it for the, for this episode, um, and we'll be back next week to talk about more Road to WrestleMania stuff. Hopefully, coming out of Fastlane, there will be some stuff to talk about, um, and and uh, hopefully that the Cena Taker stuff will be will be sort of figured out, and then you know we can update about what you're hearing about it on that side as well. I think we'll know for sure by by next Monday. I think we'll definitely know for sure what they're doing because they can't just leave Cena in the dark. They got, even if they don't do Cena Taker, they got to do something. You know. All right, man. So uh, thanks for thanks for hanging out. I know it's a little bit late on your end, but um, appreciate it. Always enjoy doing this. Uh, so for uh, for Big D and Geekdom One Hundred One slash World of Geekdom, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out.